Interesting. I, I haven't heard that as no. an intro from Zoom before. So uh, nobody else heard that. Welcome back to the pod, uh, fellow degenerates. But uh, we're recording this over Zoom, and Zoom now has a female voice that uh, once you start recording, says, now recording this meeting. Something along the lines of that. Hey, how's yeah, it going? How's going, everyone? You've got uh, DJ and Milo here along with this guy. DJ Matty Raj. He it is, is good to be back. Yes, it's a it's been a long time coming. That's for sure. Yeah, um, we've been wanting to do this for a while, but um, DJ and Matt is not not uh, he does not have a whole lot of free time. I've been so busy this summer. Uh, it feels like last summer, everything just got put on pause because of COVID. And then we I just had double the amount of things to do this summer. Uh, I haven't had a weekend like off where I'm not like doing something like either a wedding or like uh, going down to uh, visit people or something since the middle of June. I think that's, I mean, prior to earlier this week when we, uh, went golfing together uh that was the first time that i saw you since june uh in person I, and that's been far too long uh, i, I apologize miss you. yeah i apologize for being so busy and uh we actually we were gonna do uh a pod in mid-july as well but then this guy this guy i mean miles forgot his microphone at home so I guess no, I, I guess I have seen you since then. I co- totally co- contradicted my, myself in like a matter of a minute. Uh, <laughs> saw, saw you once in July to go golfing as well, and then you uh, you forgot your mic, so we couldn't record an episode. Well, someone's a little bit rusty. It's uh, it's all good. And uh, hey, we've we've got this down now. Um, still doing this uh, doing this uh, pod remotely, but um, well, we'll be. We'll be getting into it as we get a little bit later into the season and into into the thick of it, as uh, as some folk would say. Exactly. Uh, we're just going to do a quick little recap of the off season this episode, as well as a 0.5 PPR mock draft. Uh, I want to fill you in on what we've been up to this off season because although we haven't recorded a pod, we still have been active in the fantasy community, especially on uh, Twitter. Uh, we are in the scott fishbowl this year which if you're following us on twitter we were super pumped about uh biggest fantasy football tournament in the world um in terms of uh, having a a bunch of analysts and uh, fans in the industry uh drafting all at the same time we were very fortunate to uh, get a spot this year and we're hoping to make an impact in that league especially uh we're playing at warrior bowl again this year and uh looking forward to get getting some revenge uh, in that league because last year we if you remember we started off really hot we were one of the top scoring teams uh both in the league and in the entire tournament and then injuries piled up on us and uh we couldn't salvage our season or make it into playoffs but this year we're looking to get back on track, have a better, uh, better, better season, and win some games. I, I mean, last year we were we were one of the best scoring teams, like I said. But we we were facing the other top teams in the league, and we, we started off a little shaky. Still, 
had still were in a position to make playoffs because of how much we'd been scoring, but then absolutely fell off a cliff due to injury. Yeah, injuries really screwed us, but uh, I mean that's the that's the nature of the beast when it comes to fantasy football. And uh, most most of you will know that. I know we we do cater to a lot of beginner fantasy footballers on on our podcast here, and that's uh, that's something that you you it happens every year. You have to go for it. You've got to over. Uh, you've got to adapt and overcome as well as you can. Anyway, mm-hmm. and that's something I've also noticed on Twitter in the fantasy community, uh, the fantasy uh, writer community, is that uh, a lot of uh, analysts in the industry have almost been catering to other analysts by doing deeper leagues and having these very complex drafts and strategies and stuff and it's at some point you also have to realize that most of your listeners are not going to be in crazy deep super flex leagues or insane idp leagues Uh, most people actually just play Standard redraft or 0.5 PPR redraft leagues with one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, and a flex. Um, so you you look at some of the analysts going way too deep, uh, in, in my opinion, uh, for for uh, the the average fantasy football player. And we're going to try and focus more on just having content that caters to the average fantasy player this year. Yeah, and uh, I think that's I think that's one of the things that we do best, and we're going to keep her going. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, if if you're going to be following the Scott Fishbowl at all, uh, we're in the uh, Cardi B division. There, um, we've oh, been, <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> uh, we've oh, been man. trying to we've been trying to get Cardi B involved, but uh, she's yet to um, hasn't answered our calls yet. Um, hasn't answered our calls there. Um, uh, as for notables in our league, I mean. Not, it's been, it's a pretty good. I think we've got uh, was it five fans that are in it? Something yeah, like that. four four or five. I'm four pretty five sure. Fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, Josh Hayes. He's got a fantasy football uh, show on Sirius XM. Uh, Michael Sipes. He's part of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. And I'll just pull some of the the other guys up. Oh, Al Callow's in that league. If you I don't think we mentioned him last year, but we ended up playing in a league last year with him for the uh, Not Analytics Analyst League. Uh, that is another league that we're going to be playing in this year uh, again, and really looking forward to that one as well. Uh, but those are the most notable names. Oh, we also have Bruno Reich, who is uh, who has his own fantasy as part of his uh, own fantasy football podcast in Quebec. So we have a fellow Canadian with us, uh, Frank Amarante, who writes for Roto Wonderworld. Um, that's that's pretty well it that for like the the people that you might know uh, from the fantasy community. Um, yeah, pretty pretty well. Yeah, we'll see if we can get some of them on the show. I think it'd be pretty cool if we can get we get some of them on the show here and there. Uh, reach out to some of those fans as well, and um, you know, just to get a little bit um, have a conversation with them. You know, see see what they're up to for the week, and and um, yeah, of course, why not? Right, gotta gotta give it, gotta give our listeners uh, something new, something new to, uh, to to hear, not just not just our voices all the time because uh, <laughs> uh, I guess we can get a little bit boring at times, but um, those are uh, 
those those are those are my words not matt's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well I, I get it we, we're both pretty monotone yeah which we, we're trying we, we're trying to pick that up a little bit this year here and be, sound a little bit more exciting than uh than in previous uh, episodes where they've been a little bit monotone so we've we've heard you and uh we'll accommodate you <laughs> absolutely so the last time we talked to you was actually february 2nd right before the super bowl wow uh, so in case you've been living under a rock this offseason uh the bucks did win the super bowl tom brady won his seventh super bowl ring that uh that ageless wonder just keeps on piling it on eh I think he's got like what three Hall of Fame resumes by now, something like that. It's uh, he he's quite the footballer. Uh, he's quite the yeah, like definitely uh, no doubt Hall of Famer. I know uh, the conversation for Peyton Manning uh, to be in the Hall of Fame lasted about thirteen seconds. I'd be surprised if the conversation around Tom Brady lasts half as that. Uh, oh, when it's yeah. his time. It should. You say Tom Brady, and then you close the the meeting. That's it. Yeah. That's um, that's all it has. That that's all. Is he truly is the greatest of all time when it comes to uh, NFL quarterbacks? Yeah, um, yeah. Much to the chagrin of many other fantasy, yeah. <laughs> or not just fantasy fans, but football fans uh, across the league. Um, we'll give you a little bit of a free agency recap. So, uh, Cowboys re-signed Dak Prescott. Uh, We'll go through the quarterbacks first here. Uh, Jameis, Reese, Jameis Winston re-signed with the Saints, and we got a bit of a quarterback competition between him and Taysom Hill this offseason. We're still waiting to find out who ends up being the, uh, the head of that offense. And I think that once we do find out, we'll actually be able to rank them accordingly. We've got them pretty low in our quarterback rankings, but I think whoever does end up being the Saints quarterback, uh, one – will provide a lot of fantasy value because, I mean, Winston can just huck the ball and then uh, Taysom Hill can move it move it with his feet. He can check down to Alvin Kamara. Uh, not, not Michael Thomas to start the season because he's uh, injured, but hopefully Thomas is back soon enough. Uh, we had Washington uh, sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'll be the starter, uh, uh, the assumed starter in Washington, uh, which provides a lot more fantasy value to guys like Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, who also signed there this offseason, as well as Antonio Gibson, I think, because they're looking to increase his role in the offense and get him in on more passing downs. uh, And according to beat reporters, give him a Christian McCaffrey-type workload, which would be... Pretty cool. If uh, you're an Antonio Gibson owner or truther, I know I've got him in my dynasty league as well as Christian McCaffrey. And if those two get similar workloads, oh my gosh, my team is looking unreal. Um, Cam Newton re-signed with the Patriots this offseason. Andy Dalton has signed a one-year deal with the Bears. Going to have a bit of QB competition there with Justin Fields who the Bears took with their first-round pick after trading up to get him, actually. so And and Fields looked good in the preseason. I will say that. Uh, did you watch that game, Miles? I did not, actually. I, I had seen Kitchen some highlights. highlights from it. Uh, yeah, so I, he did he did, he did did look all right. Uh, we'll give him that. Uh, I, saw, I, I actually saw something today. Uh, Andy Dalton is... Uh, He's like, Justin Fields will get his time, but this year is mine. Andy Dalton still feels that he can 
he can be that number one there in Chicago. Yeah, I thought that that was a, a spicy quote from Dalton. For sure. I was, uh, that, was that was good. I, I like that because uh, we ended up taking Dalton in the Scott Fishbowl with our last pick. So if it is his time, that's a pretty good league. Exactly. Just a, a late round flyer there on someone, someone like Andy Dalton. I mean, he could do some, maybe he won't, but uh, it was our last pick. So it's not going to hurt anybody. Plus, he's looking uh, pretty good this offseason. He's coming in with a beard, uh, going by Andrew now. Uh, you can actually call him Daddy. Um, and, he, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm that, looking forward to Yeah, man. That reminds me of when Andy comes back in, in the office, when Andy comes back from anger management, and he's like, it's, um, it's, it's Drew now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not Andy anymore. Yeah, yeah can't, can't call I've him changed. Andy. <laughs> yeah, we'll start calling him Drew Dalton. Yeah, that, that, that's now our name for him. Um, Tyrod Taylor signed a one-year deal with the Texans. With the con- the controversy at quarterback that's going on with uh, Deshaun Watson right now. Uh, Taylor looks to be the starter uh, for this year. We're thinking that uh, Deshaun Watson will probably end up on the commissioner's exempt list this year. Uh, likely not going to play football. He's got 21 counts of uh, sexual misconduct against him. Uh, it's not, it's, it's a very tricky situation. We don't have uh, Deshaun Watson ranked uh, in our fantasy football projections because we don't think that he's going to play this year. But uh, if he does play, he's obviously providing a uh, significant value as to where you're drafting him. Uh, I, I wouldn't be drafting him personally, though. Yeah, and I know we touched on that whole situation at the end, uh, at one, at a couple of our pods there uh, toward the end of last season. Um, and it's just best to avoid things, just like even when things were up in the air with Aaron Rodgers. It was, at that time, it was almost best to avoid those uh, that situation because you really never know. So I know he was uh, he wasn't really he was on our lists on our rankings, but he wasn't uh, where he should have been so that's yeah. definitely going to be updated there yeah it won't um, be a guy that we're taking in like redraft leagues though like he he would be uh, a flyer in uh, maybe a, a deep super flex league yeah, where at, you're, at you're best, playing yes. to yeah at, at best um not not really looking to see much deshaun watson in fantasy <laughs> this year uh, moving on to the running backs aaron well, jones I think, I think we should also oh. mention some of the trades that happened there uh in the offseason as well, in case anyone's not aware of, you know, Jared Goff going to the Lions, Wentz well, going to the Colts. You know, it's funny. Uh, we had mentioned the Matt Stafford and Jared Goff trade on our last That's pod. That's right. That I is pulled right. up the, the notes from our last pod just because I wanted to know what the heck we were talking about when we last <laughs> left off here. And that, that's when the Jared Goff and uh, Matt right. Stafford trade went down. Uh, but yeah, Carson Wentz uh, got traded to the... Uh, Indianapolis Colts so that makes way for Jalen Hurts to be the starter in Philadelphia uh, Carson Wentz is already hurt again for for Indy uh, five to 12 weeks quite the uh, quite the time frame there yeah and uh, a couple weeks have passed by and they're they're seeming optimistic for Wentz to get back early in the season uh, but you, you got probably Jacob Eason who's going to start for the Colts if uh, Wentz isn't back by the beginning of the season, and that obviously moves down all of the Colts' receivers uh, in terms of ADP and 
where you're going to want to draft them. I don't think that their value is, is nearly as high as it is with Wentz. Uh, but even when Wentz comes back, do we know if he's going to be healthy or not? Uh, is he going to still be kind of having a lingering issues with that injury? Uh, I'm just kind of staying away from the Colts offense, aside from maybe Jonathan Taylor at this point, uh, because guard Quentin Nelson also uh, went down with the exact same injury as uh, Carson Wentz did. And uh, he, he's one of the best guards in the league. Like he's huh, top three to top five at the position, uh, I'd say. And, yeah, that's that's for sure. And uh, you know what? I, I think it'd be funny if it went full circle here and we saw – Mr. Nicholas Foles, uh, get over to uh, Indianapolis there and take over for Carson Wentz. <laughs> There's a little bit of hype this offseason that he, or like once Wentz went down with injury that, uh, and he even came out and said it. He's like, yeah, I'd love to be uh, a place where I could be the starter kind of thing because he's, he's buried right now on the Chicago depth chart between uh, Dalton and Fields. So uh, I, I would love for that to happen just for fools to take over for once again and like have a great season <laughs> obviously he's got that uh, rapport with a head coach uh frank uh right frank Reich. oh my gosh blanked on his Figure name it out for, there but man it's like like i said it's been a it's been a long <laughs> so it's, off it's, it's, it's the me. first it's the first episode of the season two here so exactly it's it, that'll happen. Um, yeah. So then the final trade here, notable trade anyway, would be Sam Darnold heading to the Panthers. Um, hey, uh, we, we, I think we, we, what league did we get him in? I think we grabbed uh, him in Scott Fishbowl. We as grabbed well. him in Scott Fishbowl as well, uh, as our second quarterback. And yeah, I think that Darnold has the opportunity. Uh, if the, the Sam Darnold experiment has basically one year left, I think. If he doesn't perform with Carolina with those offensive weapons that they have this year, I think it's done. Uh, obviously, he's spent his whole career under the coaching of Adam Gase, which is basically a black hole when it comes to uh, actual development. Just look at what Ryan Tannehill did and even uh, what's his name there on the, the Steelers. Uh, running back, who is... Uh, in Miami for the longest time. Oh, um, well, I gotta look this up. That's yeah, you'll name. look it up. I, I can't. Uh, nothing's come to mind. Uh, I'll get into some of the running backs. So now that you're, you mentioned running back. I'll, let's get into some of the running back uh, free agency signings there. Um, starting with, uh, let's just start with uh, Kenny and Drake going to the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost, I almost said Oakland again. Oh, classic. Um, we're we're a couple of years removed from that. You can't I know. That. I almost I almost did it, but um, yeah. So he's joining Josh Jacobs there in uh, Las Vegas. Um, so we'll see how that one. Um, Kalen Balage. Kalen Balage was oh, fantastic. Yes. He had some fantasy value last year. He um, did. Yeah, late in the season. Uh, I I it finally came to me. I I was just going to look it up, and then I'm like, what do what am I going to look up? I don't know the guy's name. Like, what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> um, Anyways, <laughs> moving on, moving on. <laughs> Another notable would be Mike Davis going to the Falcons. He's actually in a really good spot there in Atlanta. Um, he's been he's been going fairly early in some in some drafts yeah. and um, he he can do some damage. Yeah, I mean, he showed that uh, when McCaffrey went down last year that he does have the potential to uh, to be a solid starting running back. 
Yeah, and with uh, Arthur Smith going over the Falcons, uh, formerly of the Titans, as their offensive coordinator, look at what the Titans did. Uh, they ran Derrick Henry into the ground. Now, I'm not saying Mike Davis is Derrick Henry by any means, uh, but you know they they did have that focus on the run game. A lot of play action passes where or play action uh, plays where you'd have uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, throwing the ball or potentially rushing it, uh, get, handing it off to Derrick Henry for him to rush it. Uh, and I think that Mike Davis uh, has that good receiving game in his uh, repertoire, and he is going to do well in this Falcons offense. He signed a two-year $5.5 million deal there, so I think at least for this year, he's going to be the guy. Um, they don't have anyone really behind him to challenge for touches. I mean, Kadri Olison, who is a name that no fantasy player has ever really put into their starting lineup, is his immediate backup. They drafted a sixth-round uh, running back, uh, Javion Hawkins. He could factor into the receiving game then, a little bit. But I think they all, they also signed Dante Foreman as well during the offseason. So. Yeah, they just That's... signed him uh, a week or two ago, actually. Yeah, it was but... recently. Yeah. Hi, Max. <laughs> That's it. That's that's my foster Max. Still have him. If you remember from back in back last year, he's still around. Um, and let's let's move on to some more here. Significant free agent signings. Aaron Jones re-signed with the Packers. Chris Carson re-signed with the Seahawks. Leonard Fournette re-signed with the Bucks. Uh, Carson and Jones are obviously going to have pretty well the same fantasy value that they've always had. Uh, still taking Aaron Jones in the first round of. My fantasy drafts, Chris Carson in probably around the third round, middle of the third round. Uh, that's where I've got him ranked right now. Uh, James Conner signed a one-year deal with the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a two-headed monster there in Arizona. Uh, well, even a three-headed monster with Kyler Murray running as much as he does. Um, but you'll, you'll probably see Chase Edmonds as the change of pace back the guy that they try and manufacture touches for whereas uh, James Conner will probably be your your typical first and second down and goal line back because that's basically what he's done <laughs> his entire career uh, I I am kind of staying away from this Cardinals backfield because of how much Kyler Murray rushes the ball as well uh, but you could find some value in that backfield like flex value I'd say yeah I would I would agree I would agree there um it's it, it's it's a touchy backfield that you want to something that you're going to want to stay away from but there is uh, some potential in it 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 uh de- definitely worth a uh, late, later draft pick on on some of those guys there yeah and where they're going in their in drafts is i, I feel okay taking it's not gonna them it's not if, gonna hurt it's you it's not gonna hurt you that bad yeah. you know i think uh edmonds has a sixth or seventh round uh ADP and Connor's closer to the ninth. Uh, I I'm probably taking Connor. Uh, if I'd be I'm taking Connor Marvel, over, yeah, because he's probably going to get more of the goal line touches. Um, yeah, and he's just, I'd rather take Connor in the ninth than Edmonds in the sixth. Yeah, you know you got other guys like Mike Davis going around where uh, Chase Edmonds is, and I think Mike That's Davis a has no doubt a, Mike Davis there. He, yeah, <laughs> he's got a bigger role in that offense, in in my opinion. But you know, never know. We'll. Fantasy football is all about analyzing things and then having those analyses, 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 uh, 
go to shit <laughs> after you actually make them. So uh, we also had Jamal Williams sign with the Lions. He'll be sharing a backfield with DeAndre Swift. Uh, offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn has already said that uh, there is going to be a 1A, 1B situation there. Uh, Swift's going in the back half of the third round in most drafts. And Jamal Williams, you can probably get him in like the 10th to 12th round. Um, Swift obviously has more upside. He's the younger back. And he, he showed last year that he can be very valuable in fantasy. But that was with an... Uh, 50-year-old Adrian Peterson as his uh, main competition. Uh, but when Jamal Williams was in Green Bay, we always had him as someone who like decreased Aaron Jones' value because he came in on those uh, passing downs and took away work from Aaron Jones when you're like, why are you not playing Aaron Jones? It was so frustrating as an Aaron Jones uh, manager. <laughs> to see Jamal Williams out there. And I, I don't think the fantasy community is talking enough about how that's going to impact uh, DeAndre Swift's value. Uh, I've got Swift ranked uh, a little bit lower than uh, consensus in the fantasy industry, but uh, I, I see the the possibility of him having a good season too. I, th- I think Swift is going to get an excellent value in the, in the uh, back end of the third there. He's got, he's got some of the best, best potential there and and i mean i i've i'm i'm higher on on swift than than some and uh and i guess that's why i mean he's he's shown he's shown what he can do last year especially down the stretch yeah absolutely i and i think that there you're gonna have great games from him but i am also not a big fan of this lions offense and i don't think that they're gonna be that scoring a whole true. lot uh which is why i've got him ranked a little bit lower than you do <laughs> no, that does make sense. Certainly respect that. Uh, other uh, signings here. You've got Mark Ingram going to the Texans. Gio Bernard signing with Tampa Bay. Um, Brita going to the uh, Bills. Um, Phil Lindsay going to the Texans. Phil Lindsay going to the Texans as uh, well. That Texans backfield is just a mess right now. I <laughs> Between Lindsay Ingram and David Johnson. Uh, uh, yeah, for sure. I think they also brought a Rex Burkhead too. Oh yeah, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> haven't talked about we'll him. See, we'll see who makes a minute. team here out of training camp. But um, uh, I, I expect can't... Lindsay to be the first and second down guy, and David Johnson to be like that third down back. Exactly. I, I, yeah, uh, and then Burkhead, Mark Ingram's Burkhead's, gonna come Burkhead's in. going to get cut. Yeah, probably. Uh, then Mark Ingram's going to come in and just steal uh, fault fault your touchdowns away from both of them. So there's going to be like no value between any of them. It's exactly. going to be great. It's going to be great. The Texans <laughs> offense is going to be great this year. <laughs> uh, also had Damian Williams sign with the Bears. Carlos Hyde sign with the Jaguars. I don't think he's going to be overly relevant. He, I think they've already mentioned him as a potential cut candidate uh, between having James Robinson and their first round draft pick, Travis Etienne there. I, I don't think he's going to... Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see if he makes the team or not. Uh, Devontae Booker went to the Giants and with Saquon Barkley still recovering from that ACL tear last year. Was it ACL or was it Achilles? ACL. Yeah, it was ACL. Um, I I'm, I, I like Devontae Booker as a late round flyer. If you can uh, start him the first couple weeks, if you maybe decided to go uh, light at running back early in your draft, Devontae Booker could be a guy to get you through the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, until you get uh, waiver wire pickups, you know, um, 
I, I like his value right now because you're you're basically getting him for free in drafts yeah, with your last pick. He's your last pick, exactly. He's free. It's not not going to hurt anyone, and he's there. He's he's a good he's a good handcuff for uh, one of the top running backs in in the league. Absolutely. Jared McKinnon also signed with the Chiefs. Uh, I, I like this sign. I think this could be a sneaky signing uh, for them. Uh, obviously, last year was kind of disappointing in the Kyle Shanahan offense where he just likes to roll out 10 backs at a time. Um, you also have to keep in mind, Jared McKinnon is, what, two and a half years removed from football with uh, the injury? Well, he played last year. Before that, I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, a year, I think. It, it was. It was, was two, it was almost two years, I think. I don't know. Something like oh, that. You know, yeah, you're right. I think it was two years because yeah. he had what in our dynasty startup draft. This was several years ago. He he ended up actually going as like one of the guys and then he got injured. Um, I like, think he, he was like he, a fourth round value in that draft. Yeah, because he, he, went, he went to San Francisco and then got injured again yeah. in the preseason. That's and that's what happened there. So that's yeah. He he missed almost. I think it was two full years. Yeah, uh, Tevin Coleman also signed with the Jets. Uh, we I think we both expect Michael Carter to end up taking over that backfield. Um, you'll probably see. He, but Tevin Coleman could be one of those guys similar to uh, Devontae Booker. Where he just is around for the first couple weeks, gets you some fantasy points, and then he can uh, help you at least slot in uh, a running back slot or a flex spot. Yeah, help, help you make it to uh, when you get to, when you get to sign some people off of uh, free agency and waivers, right? Yeah, absolutely. In your fantasy leagues. Uh, so I guess that's pretty well all there is for the notable running backs. Uh, uh, you want to get into the receivers here? Absolutely. We had Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin uh, re-sign with their teams on the franchise tag. Uh, I can't wait to see both of these guys get their paydays uh, because I think it's been a long time coming for Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin has shown that he can be a great wide receiver. Uh, I'm not big on Godwin's value this year in the buck, the very crowded Buccaneers offense, but I think that once he does hit free agency and I, I'm, I'm assuming he'll probably go to another team because they'll probably be willing to pay more than the bucks are. He is going to, just thrive I, I i love the future for chris godwin I, I wouldn't say i'm completely out on him for this year but i think that his value isn't quite what it can be like when we saw him as the wide receiver two in fantasy just a few years ago uh kenny galladay was probably the biggest name that signed uh f- for the giants four years 72 million dollars kenny g got paid but now he's already dealing with hamstring issues in the preseason. Might uh, I, I, I'm I've decreased his value because of that. He's been, I mean, last season was just so up and down with him for injuries, and then to start this year, he's already injured again. I've been moving him lower and lower on my in my rankings. He's probably like in the fifth or sixth round for me now. Whereas earlier in the offseason, he was like a third or fourth round uh, receiver for me. Um, but I'm, I'm just starting to like more guys uh, over him. And, you know, with that uh, preseason game where Daniel Jones threw that ugly, ugly interception, <laughs> probably the worst one of the preseason so far. Um, uh, it makes me wonder how good this offense is going to be. Um, 
this is Daniel Jones last year, in my opinion, to uh, actually show that he can do something in the NFL. He's had his moments. He's had moments, but he's not been consistent. He had like that that first year was solid. It looked like he was going to be a lot better than uh, he ended up being last year. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll see how Kenny Holiday adjusts to this new offense. Will Fuller signed with the Dolphins. Uh, and if you are have been keeping up with Will Fuller, he's uh, still got one game suspension to start the year off. So you won't be starting him week one. But based on where he's going in drafts, it's, you're looking at him in like the seventh round right now. I, I like him because he is one of those players who can like go off and win you a week for fantasy. Um, I know you're he's not that, as big uh, on Tua yeah, as I am. I'm not exactly, and you know, Ful- Will Fuller, he's that he's that downfield threat, right? And and Tua is not much of a fireballer, long baller. There, well, not, not a huge arm on the guy. Not not, not last year in the, that that offense, but you know, they they let go of their offensive coordinator, and I think that uh, Tua is probably gonna gunsling it a little bit I more. I just this don't year. think he has the ability to do it. Well, it wasn't too long ago when NFL teams were tanking for Tua. I think the that he's been so talked down because of last year that uh, he's actually going as a value in drafts. He's one of the guys that I like targeting in uh, super flex leagues as my second quarterback. Uh, I think he's got the talent. Uh, now he's obviously got uh, a bit of NFL experience under him and he's not coming off an injury this year and has a some, full he's off got some weapons. He's got some weapons. He's got Will Fuller. They drafted Jalen Waddle, uh, what sixth overall. And uh, I mean, Devontae Parker, I think is pretty washed, but uh, I like Fuller. I like uh, Gesicki too. He's, he's an offensive talent. And exactly. uh that running back room is capable. I, I wouldn't say that they're elite or anything, but they're capable. And a lot of those guys can catch passes. Exactly. At times, Miles Gaskin last year showed that he can put up points. He was a very serviceable running back in a lot of fantasy leagues. And then now with Malcolm Brown coming over, who may actually be taking over that number one spot. We'll see. Um, it's. Jesus. It's. um. They, they've, they've got they've got the weapons in Miami and that that's for sure absolutely uh I yeah I, I think will Fuller's going at a, a good value in drafts right now yeah. other other notable uh signings here AJ green going to uh, if you want to call it notable I shouldn't have uh there's a Julio Jones trade uh where he uh he's now going to uh, Tennessee um, so to, to add to that offense there, maybe uh, create a little bit more uh, diversion um, for, for that offense. Um, who, who else do we have going down the list? T.Y. Hilton re-signed with Indianapolis. Uh, Adam Humphreys going to Washington. Randall Cobb meeting back up with uh, Aaron Rodgers in, uh, in Green Bay. I think that's... Uh. Uh, I mean, it's not going to do anything, but I, I, think I don't think awesome. it's, there's any fantasy value in it, but no, it, it could be like a safety blanket for Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Uh, we also had Corey Davis sign with the Jets. He's a bit bigger of a, uh, uh, a guy, a wide receiver signing, in my opinion. Uh, I think he'll be the guy for the Jets this year, probably the wide receiver one. And he's going around where Will Fuller is in like the seventh, eighth round of draft. So if you can get the wide receiver one on a team, at that uh, draft price, 
give me him all day. Uh, Someone's got to catch the ball. Yeah, exactly. And Corey Davis showed last year in Tennessee that he's a very capable receiver. Uh, he's not elite by any means, but he's definitely a, a solid flex option for your teams. Yep. We also had uh, Juju Smith-Schuster re-up with the Steelers. Antonio Brown re-up with the Bucks. Uh, we talked about Curtis Samuel a little bit earlier, signing with Washington. He's going to have a role in that offense, probably as the wide receiver too. Uh, Marvin Jones signed with the Jaguars. We got three uh, wide receivers in that uh, offense that are all going uh, probably between round seven and 11, I'd say, between him, uh, DJ Shark, and LaVisca Cheneau. Uh, I, I like the Jaguars this year. I think that their defense still stinks, so they're going to have to be throwing the ball quite a bit. And I, I, I like uh, Marvin Jones and uh, LaVisco Chanel as probably my, my two targets in drafts. Uh, we also had John Brown sign with the Raiders on a one-year deal, but uh, I've heard that he is potentially a cut candidate uh, this offseason. So we'll see how that goes, but... I think John Brown's still speedy. He's uh, he's still got that smoke that uh, his he's nicknamed for, and uh, hopefully he can make that roster because I think he'd be a good addition to the Raiders. Nelson Aguilar also signed with the Patriots, two years, twenty six mil, as well as Kendrick Bourne. They, the Patriots made a big splash in uh, free agency this year. They uh, they they signed hot. They went out hot and heavy into free agency uh, signing. Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, and Jonu Smith, uh, all on day one, I think. So that'll be interesting because to see their offense this year because last year was just, it was gross. We had Cam Newton throwing for like 100 yards each week, but still providing fantasy value because once they got to the goal line, he'd just rush it. He'd try and rush it in every single time. And super been, frustrating. Oh, man. That super was super frustrating. That was rough. Um, uh, Deshaun Jackson went to the Rams. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson went to the Rams. Tyrell William and uh, Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman both went to the Lions. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders went to the Bills. John Ross went to the Giants. I forgot about John Ross, to be honest. Might be uh, best to forget about John Ross. Yeah, you're not <laughs> drafting him anywhere. Uh, Sammy Watkins went to the Ravens. And Josh Reynolds went to the Titans. Into the tight ends, kind of Matt just technically touched on Hunter Henry going to the Patriots there. And Johnny Smith and Johnny and Johnny Smith, Smith yeah, of course. Kyle Rudolph, whether he's going to do anything or not, ends up in New York with the football giants there. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else do we got? We've got Gerald some... Everett went to the Seahawks. Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Bray both re-upping with Tampa Bay. Anthony Ferkser re-upped with the Titans. Jared Cook went to the Chargers. And I think that Jared Cook could be a, a sneaky value. I think he's a very streamable uh, tight end this year, especially if he takes on that Hunter Henry role for the Chargers. I, I think he'll probably be the fourth uh, receiving option for that team, but he'll be a solid end zone target, which could provide you with some fantasy value. Uh, Dan Arnold also went to the Panthers. Uh, They've already talked about using him in the passing game. And like we were talking about with Sam Darnold earlier, he's got a lot of good weapons, man. Like even Dan Arnold, he he can't block. So he's only going to be out there on passing plays. And he's a decent receiver. Uh, Not not a great receiver, but uh, we'll we'll see. I had him him in a couple winning uh, 
couple or a couple uh, cashing uh, DraftKings lineups uh, some in some DFS there uh, last year. He he gets the ball <laughs> occasionally and he'll score you a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty well it for the free agent signings this offseason. Uh, we'll do a quick recap of the NFL draft as well. Uh, we've already touched on quite a few of these guys, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, first overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, now, apparently he's still in a co- quarterback competition with Gardner Minshew, but uh, maybe that's just Urban Meyer uh, trying to get his quarterback to step up a little bit in practice or something because I don't see any way that Gardner Minshew beats out Trevor Lawrence for the starting job. That would be disappointing. <laughs> yeah, we're going to draft you first overall in the NFL draft and you're not going to start for us. Like, what? <laughs> are, are you serious? To Gardner Minshew. <laughs> to, to Gardner Minshew. Like, <laughs> I know his social media game is pretty awesome. I, I don't know if you uh, saw earlier this offseason, but uh, he had this quote where he hasn't taken a shit uh, since the offseason began because number two isn't an option for him. Yes, I did see that one. That one was <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> I loved I love Gardner Minshew. He's he's great, but uh I, I'd love to see him actually go to like the Colts or something and uh maybe compete with Carson Wentz because he probably has a better shot at uh, beating Carson Wentz than he does Trevor Lawrence. Hey, that's that's possible. Absolutely. Uh, we also had Trey Lance going to your 49ers at third overall. He's a big uh, fantasy name in uh, drafts right now. He is. He's getting a lot of hype with that uh, his last game there where, I mean, he had that 80-yard uh, touchdown pass. Um, however, if you take out that 80-yard touchdown pass, it was only like 5 for 14 for like 70 yards. But um... Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> but uh, hey. His stat was, line, yeah, his stat line was kind of gross, but then everyone's talking about that touchdown that he threw, yeah. and they're like, oh, my God, Trey Lance. And like, Don't get me wrong. I'm super excited for Trey Lance, and I love the guy, and I'm looking forward to uh, looking looking forward to having Trey Lance under center there for a little while. Yeah. You, you skipped you skipped over Zach Wilson at uh, the number two spot going to the Jets. Well, I'm going with the fancy relevant guys more. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about Justin Fields next. but Oh, um, okay. Or, or Najee Harris. I've got Kyle, them. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts went fourth overall to the Atlanta Falcons. He's, uh, he's, he's getting a lot of attention. Um, probably oh, too much. I, I think uh, he's getting way <laughs> too much hype this year. Uh, m- most his ADP is the tight end four off the board behind rookie Kelsey. tight ends. Oh. Rookie tight ends don't do anything in this league. And, and I, I totally I've watched uh, the film. He is a generational talent. One of the best tight end pro like probably the best tight end prospect uh to to come out in a, a very long time uh and i i do expect him to be involved in this offense but i don't think that he's going to put up the numbers where he's being drafted in fantasy drafts this year uh like he would have to have the greatest rookie tight end uh year and, and that's held by Mike Ditka right now, who had, had over a thousand yards uh, in his rookie season uh, to return on the value that he's uh, being drafted at. Like that's, a, that's the thing. He, he's, he actually has to put up numbers to beat the best rookie year for a tight end of all time. And I think he'll have some good weeks. Don't get me wrong. He's going to have some fantasy value throughout the season, but I just don't think you're going to be able to plug him in 
to your lineups week in and week out. I would rather, much rather draft like Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson ahead of him. Uh, and then he, you know what? After that, I think there is a pretty big teardrop where I'm okay with drafting him in the next tier uh, in case he does have a special season. But the, where he's going right now is he's, just He's not going to make it to that, to that. No, he's never, he's never going to make it to that tier. He's being drafted in like the fourth round right now. And sometimes the third round, like it's insane how, how hyped people are about uh, him. It's, it's just, it blows my mind. So this is just to to those of you listening. This is just a little bit of a wake up call on Kyle Pitts, just to let you know that he does have to put up the best time the best rookie, rookie tight end numbers tight end, tight end. yeah exactly yeah. like um n- now we can get to zach wilson um quarterback for the jets yeah that's, that's about that's about all it's about all there is probably not going to be drafting him in redraft leagues no yeah he's <laughs> worth a late round flyer i think and uh super flex Some leagues. super flex two qb leagues for sure. i mean this jets offense is going to be much different than we're used to seeing from the jets i mean they they got robert sala as their head coach now and uh i think He's going to bring that, a good mentality to the Jets' offense, uh, and they they can they, they got some weapons there, I mean, like nothing elite in my mind, but uh, I think they could provide some sneaky value, like late in drafts, like 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 we talked about Corey Davis, uh, their, their other uh, rookie wide receiver Elijah Moore. He's been getting a lot of hype in training camp, and he's looked really good. I, I, I mean, he's a small receiver. Uh, people are comparing him to Tyreek Hill, uh, but I, I don't know if I'm there yet. Uh, but he, I mean, he, if he works out, I'd he say could I'd provide say that value. Maybe he's got the potential for it. Yeah, but I mean, um, if he develops correctly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, would wouldn't wouldn't count on it. Um, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle going five and six uh, to uh, Cincinnati and uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Waddle, we touched on earlier there with. Uh, uh, with Tua and uh, just bolstering the offensive weapons that are in Miami. And then of course, Jamar Chase going to join his fellow LSU uh, team, former US LSU teammate, uh, Joe Burrow um, in Cincinnati. I, I, I honestly, I really thought um, Cincinnati was going to take uh, Panay Sewell um, at that spot because you know they need line. the offensive line because oh. it is horrid. Poor Joe Mixon. And, um, but it made sense that it was Jamar Chase. J- Burrow wanted his boy and he got him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I mean, the Cincinnati offense, uh, other than their O line, looks deadly. Uh, if they can get uh, some decent pieces on the O line and like have some guys improve this year, they could be a very, uh, sneaky good, uh, offense. I, I still think. Chase may be going a little bit too high for uh, my liking in drafts. He's going in that like fourth, fifth round uh, around where, I mean, basically him and T Higgins are back to back. I would prefer to take T Higgins because oh, for sure uh, he has more experience in the league. Uh, Jamar Chase took all of last year off uh, for COVID reasons. And then uh, we've seen in camp that he's uh, a little slow to get back on, on back to game speed, you know, um, I, I still think he's a great talent. I, and I think that he could provide a lot of value in the second half of this fantasy season, but I'm probably not drafting him. I'll let someone else draft him. Uh, I, I don't expect him to start the, the season on fire, uh, but maybe around like week six, seven, that's where I might target him. If he has some 
some bad games or whatever as a trade target. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how he does. Yeah, let let him be someone else's problem to start the to start the year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, no, yeah. Another another receiver, uh, Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. uh, out of Alabama, heading to uh, heading to the Eagles. There. How how you feeling about um, Devontae Smith? This is this is tough because he is extremely talented. He's just not very big. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that picture of him at Eagles training camp. He, I think he's already got like a calf issue or some sort of leg issue. Yeah, it's a calf issue. It is a calf issue, right? Uh, yeah, so he's still out for a couple weeks uh, and not getting as many reps. Uh, Those are some valuable reps that he's missing. Yeah, and he's going to be missing the probably the first two or three preseason games for them too. Like he's super talented. He can create separation, but I'm I'm more worried about his health rather than his talent. I think that talent wise, if he was 30 pounds bigger, he he'd be drafted over Jamar Chase uh, in the NFL draft uh, and probably in fantasy drafts too. But he's just he's such a tiny guy, and they've the, those tiny receivers haven't worked out that well. Uh, if you look at the history of them in the nfl it's just it's hard to break through when you're 160 pounds in the nfl um but if anyone can do it i think it is Devonte smith but you, you have to draft him with uh, some caution baked into his adp for sure um we will get to some running backs now Najee harris was the first uh, running back off the board in the nfl draft went to pittsburgh i love this like destination for him he is going to see a ton of touches in this offense and he's very he's obviously very talented he's the first running back drafted in the nfl draft uh i loved him out of alabama he's he's just super talented and i i love where he's going i mean he's going in the second round of drafts like early to mid second round and i'm taking him all day there he is i think he's going to be great for this yeah, he's, uh, he's gonna offense. be he's gonna be the workhorse there in pittsburgh oh yeah Just, and uh we, we we saw we saw uh, Le, uh, Le'Veon bell uh do it and we saw james connor come in and do it for a while mm-hmm. and now you know we've got Najee harris that's going to do the exact same thing in an offense that hasn't changed in <laughs> 10 years uh, more since tomlin's <laughs> been there and that's since been tomlin's, yeah it's what 15 years yeah um <laughs> Next, we had Travis Etienne go off the board to Jacksonville. I did not love this uh, landing spot for Etienne because I felt like they had a very great, like an insane value for James Robinson being an undrafted free agent last year. Just came out on fire. He was a workhorse back and one. I mean, finished as what the running back four or five in uh, most formats. He he was sick, and then they draft Etienne. I, I get that it's a different coaching regime, but I was uh, a little disappointed with his landing spot. I think he's still going to provide some good fantasy value. I think James Robinson could be a solid flex option, but I, I'm, it, it's tough because I don't really want to draft either of these guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous to draft ETN, and I'm staying away from Robinson. Uh, it's, it's a tough spot, and uh, yeah, I, I wish he could have went somewhere better. Um, but uh, he, I think he's still going to be the guy in Jacksonville. Robinson or Etienne? No, Etienne. I think yeah. Etienne's going to be the guy in Jacksonville. I think he's going to provide more fantasy value, uh, definitely, because he's the receiving uh, back, and he's going to uh, catch a ton of passes. A lot of dump-offs from uh, Trevor Lawrence, his, 
who was his uh, former quarterback at Clemson. They've got that rapport, and uh, I think they're going to utilize him in the receiving game uh, quite a bit. Um, so he, he has That's what he's got going for him. Yeah, he's got sneaky upside potentially. I could see him finishing as like a top 15 running back potentially. Uh, I've got him ranked as running back 22 this year. But we'll see, we'll see how he does to, to start off the year. We, next, we had Javante Williams going to Denver. Uh, and this, man, Atlanta had this pick. Yeah. And then they traded it to Denver. And I was really wanting uh, Williams to go to Atlanta because I thought he could have really thrived on that offense. Um, if, if we I, think Javante Williams is going pretty high now, imagine how high he'd be going if he went to Atlanta. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting him in like the sixth, seventh round right now. He'd probably be up in like the third or third, fourth. fourth. We'd, yeah, we'd be talking. We'd be talking about him almost as if we're talking about uh, Etn or even arguably Nashi Harris. Yeah, I'd, I'd put him somewhere right in between where those two are going right yeah. now. I think if uh, he did go to Atlanta, um, but he didn't, and no, he's he gone didn't. to uh, Denver, where he it's looking like he's going to be the number one guy there. He wants to run. Give him the ball. He will run through anybody. Yeah. He I'll just is... uh, rifle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Javante's sick. He's he's yeah. going to be great this year. Uh, we talked about Michael Carter a little bit earlier. Uh, he's got some sneaky upside for uh, Jackson or not Jacksonville, uh, <laughs> New York. I mean, comparable offenses last year. So uh, <laughs> how couldn't you uh, mix them up? Um, yeah, I, I think he'll eventually take over this backfield. Probably get uh worked in as a committee back to start the season but uh, i think he should break away as the uh, lead back after a couple weeks here because tevin coleman isn't anything special uh who else do they got there ty johnson he's not anything special and michael p ryan michael, michael cool. carter he's the guy there yeah uh, absolutely uh some more uh running backs that could be fantasy relevant here. Uh, Trey Sermon going to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I think it's going to be one a one B situation with him and Raheem Mostert and uh, Kyle Shanahan loves to manufacture touches for his running back. So he could be uh, a guy who gets you some nice weeks uh, going in like seventh, eighth round of drafts right now. Yeah. Uh, right around where Mostert's going actually yeah, too. I, so. I did see that the uh, San Francisco, Oh, I cut out for a second there. San Francisco offense wants to uh, wants to run the ball twenty five times a game. Oh my god, that would be yeah crazy good. No, for that's those backs. exactly. But that's also going to be a mix of uh, Trey Lance once Trey Lance is in there too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. So um, I mean, it's uh, Garoppolo. He'll he'll scamper here and there. Oh yeah. But um, n- yeah, nothing nothing like Lance will be. So you're we're going to see a lot of we're going to see a lot of action. Um, from from the running backs in in San Francisco still, uh, Trey Sermon he, he could be someone that you could target in best ball drafts. I know we haven't talked about best ball drafts uh, too much um, yet. Uh, this again, this being the first episode and our second episode, maybe we'll maybe we'll do one. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about them anyway. But uh, he's been going later in best ball drafts, and he's he's a good spot there. And um, he'd be a solid stash in, in redrafts as well if you're taking him in the later parts of the draft. Yeah. Talk about some receivers now. I, I'll mention uh, Mac Jones as well and as another quarterback who uh, went to New England. He's going to be competing with Cam for that starting role. I think 
the Patriots would be wise to start Mac Jones <laughs> sooner rather than later. But uh, we, uh, and we mentioned, <laughs> we mentioned Justin Fields, but we didn't really talk about him. Uh, I think we only really said his names there. Well, we Fields, talked about him a little earlier in the episode too. That's so. fair. He, he did. He, yeah. Justin Fields looking, looking all right in his uh, first game uh, there with uh, in, in the preseason. And, uh, he looked uh, great. He, he started off, uh, he started off a little uh, shaky, um, but Got settled in though pretty settled quickly. In, for sure. I think he was 14 for 20 for uh, 170, 180 yards or so. Yeah, he had a solid, yeah, he had a solid outing. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, mentioned a couple other wide receivers that went early enough. Uh, Rashad Bateman went to Baltimore. He's injured right now, unfortunately, but I really like uh, Bateman as a prospect. I think that that's, that's the X receiver that Baltimore has needed for years. And it's been frustrating as a fan of the Ravens, not to see them have that guy that they can just rely on uh, as the, the big bodied receiver that can make some plays downfield. I mean, Willie Sneed's not that guy. Sammy Watkins isn't that guy. I was hoping it's going to be Bateman, but I think, I guess we're going to have to wait and see now until he uh, gets back from this, this injury. Unfortunately, I uh, also want to mention. You didn't even mention Hollywood Brown. Oh, yeah, Hollywood Brown. Well, no, because I was talking about guys who uh, slot in as X receivers. Oh, right? as the X receivers. Yeah, Holly, Hollywood Brown's more of a field stretcher, right? Yes. So, yes. Uh, th- that's more what I meant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> talking about other X receivers in the Baltimore offense. That is fair. Yeah. Um, I misunderstood. No, it's all good. It's all good. I didn't specify, so it makes sense. I uh, also want to talk about Elijah Moore and Ron Moore, two small but speedy uh, receivers who could be uh, pretty good for their teams. I, I like Elijah Moore a little bit more than Rondale right now, um, but neither of them really have that much competition in the wide receiver room, so who knows? Uh, either of them could return some good value based on where they're going. Uh, Terrace Marshall in Carolina – I really liked him as a prospect as well. Uh, some injuries decrease his draft value, uh, but he could be one of those guys in like the later rounds that uh, ends up returning pretty good value for you. Um, right now he's looking like he's going to be the slot receiver in Carolina, uh, but I think he's very talented and could push for more receptions, which isn't as good for the other receiving options in Carolina, but it's great for Sam Darnold. I mean, the, the more uh, talent you have in the offense, the better your offense is going to be, right? So, I think yeah. another one we should talk about here is uh, Diami uh, Brown. Okay. In Washington there. Um, yeah. I, and the reason I bring him up is uh, with the Curtis Samuel injury in Washington, we can see uh, we can see Diami Brown as number two for a little while, uh, getting th- those uh, number two snaps. I thought uh, Curtis Samuel was back now, though. Did I uh, misread that, or I thought he was? Uh, I thought he was still dealing to... with it there. Okay. But, um, yeah, Diami Brown. Anyway, he had. I think he had. Um, he was. It was two. He caught two of his four targets for 16 yards, but he was just missed on a deep pass as well. It yeah, was overthrown right. by Heineke. So like, he's. He, he's going to be stretching the field there in Washington. Mm-hmm. I'll mention three more guys here, and then I think we can move on and get to our draft. Uh, we had Kadarius Tony go in the first round to the New York Giants. I wasn't, I, I like Tony, but I, I don't know. He's He's got some off field issues too, and he, he's very talented, but I think he could be almost like a Tavon Austin type of player where he's maybe not going to return on the value that the Gi- Giants spent on him uh, in the draft. If you remember Tavon Austin 
a couple like well geez that's what eight years ago now and he was uh, supposed to be next the next best thing yeah exactly a speedy receiver who can stretch the field uh for an offense and then i mean he, he was a great field stretcher but he didn't get targeted a whole lot and he was kind of a smaller guy too but um i, I there's tony's a little bit bigger than Tavon austin but He's uh, maybe that he's, will be the difference. Maybe who knows? <laughs> uh, but they, they got Kenny Galladay there. They got, still got Sterling Shepard there too. I, I think the, I, I'm Slayton. not, yeah, I'm not big on the giants offense this year. So I'm not really drafting Tony anywhere that I'm uh, drafting players, but I uh, uh, also want to mention Nico Collins for Houston. Uh, he was, I think a fourth or fifth round draft pick uh, for, for Houston, but, that uh, wide receiver room is not very great. I mean, he's going to be competing for Kiki QT for, for receptions there and targets. Uh, so he could, he could carve out a role in that Houston offense, but another offense where I'm not really uh, looking at as drafting their players. <laughs> and finally, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I think I, of all these guys who are on like the, the crappier offenses, uh, who, who could provide value. I think St. Brown's the one that I've got the most shares of, especially in best ball. Uh, I like what uh, he was as a prospect and I, I've seen him in training camp. He's developing some uh, good chemistry with Jared Goff. And I think he could end up being like the top receiver for this Detroit Lions uh, offense. They're going to be down games quite a bit. They're going to be knocking the ball quite a bit. Big Quintez Cephas. Uh, could be Quintus Cephas, could be Brashad Perriman, could be Tyrell Williams. We'll, we'll wait and see, but uh, i definitely taken my shot on St. Brown uh, in drafts compared to these other two, though. So, yeah, so that, I think that that's going to wrap it up. And the the rookies. Um, so, uh, what what do we have next? I, I know we've, I think we've got, uh, I mean, we touched on a little bit of the preseason. Um, yeah. And a notable performances there. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's time we get into our uh, PPR mock. We we took quite a bit of time to recap the entire off season, basically. We did. Well, that's what happens. People. I mean, I think we did pretty good condensing that all into an hour by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's what happens when you, when we miss which is, what, what month it's August and our last one's in February. Six Eight months. minus two would be six. six. Yeah. So good. like that's six months without a show. And, Condensing not it into an hour is not too bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's uh, let's get to this mock draft here. It's a half PPR snake draft. Uh, we randomized before the show. I ended up with the number three position, and Miles is at number five. So, without further ado, let's start this bad boy off. Yeah. So, not, nothing special about this uh, draft here. It's um. Yeah, we're doing we're doing this one on sleeper. So right away we had number one, two being Christian McAfee and Dalvin Cook. Uh, no real surprises there. Uh, I got Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara as the two guys that I'm looking at here. But uh, I'm gonna since this is half PPR, and uh, since the news came out that Latavius Murray is a potentially cut candidate for New Orleans, I'm gonna take Alvin Kamara uh, with uh, with Michael Thomas being out to start the season two. There's not gonna be anyone worth targeting or like running the ball like th- this offense is going to go through alvin Kamara. uh i could see alvin Kamara getting 250 to 350 touches if latavius murray doesn't make this team uh i i love Kamara. He, he's 
solidified as my number three back uh, and behind McCaffrey maybe, and Cook. Maybe um, Devontae Freeman will sneak his way in there. Oh, God. <laughs> Todd Gurley. Um, yeah. <laughs> gross. Um, but no, I love Kamara at the, yeah, the number three spot here. I totally agree with you there. And uh, I know it was a lot of, it was a lot for me to hope he dropped to me at five here, but uh, that's, that's pretty much the consensus top three McCaffrey cook Kamara at this point, you've got yeah. some who will argue Derek Henry, but um, with, with the recent news about um, Latt Murray there, it's probably Alvin Kamara. He, mm-hmm. yeah. So at the number five spot position here, again, I'm going, I'm going running back. Uh, I have to, because I want to, because you should. <laughs> um, I've got available to me uh, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott. Uh, I, I'm I'm liking I'm liking Nick Chubb here, and he's going to be the guy I'm taking at five. Okay, um, interesting. I, I I may I may try to grab Kareem Hunt a little bit later in the draft, but uh, we'll see if that uh, we'll see if he comes back to me. So yeah, a nope. slew of running backs go off the board after that. It's Barkley, Taylor, Elliott, Jones went uh, six through nine. Then we had Travis Kelsey as the first non-running back off the board at Team 10. Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams go right after him. Austin Eckler uh, to start the second round and D-Hop uh, right after him. Stefan Diggs and DK Metcalf after that. Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, and Calvin Ridley. And it's back and to you. falling into my lap is Mr. Antonio Gibson. Oh, that's a great that pick there. 2.8 spot, leaving me Nick Chubb and Antonio Gibson. Oh. Definitely making me feel real nice. Um, Antonio Gibson is someone you could arguably take in the first round, and I'll take him at the back end of the second any day. Absolutely. Uh, right after Gibson goes Patrick Mahomes, which is way too early for me. Um, I've got him ranked in like the back of the third round. So back especially the third, in, a sing- yeah. in a single QB league. Absolutely. Uh, I love that Gibson pick for you. Uh, great uh, start with Chubb and Gibson. Uh, and I just wanted to talk about an, a basketball draft that I did uh, maybe like two weeks ago. I ended up going Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson in that draft. Uh, he fell nice. to the back of the second round for me, and I was so hyped about that. Uh, receivers took a little bit of hit, but obviously. but uh, There's okay so much that. depth at the receiver position, and especially in a best ball. You can, af- you can afford to do that, uh, but you can't afford to wait on running backs in a best ball. You can't afford to wait on running backs in, in redraft. No, absolutely. It's you- uh, so here at the 210, uh, I'm, I got a couple of options here. I could go running back, running back with Clyde edwards Lair. He would, he's in consideration for me. I've got him ranked right around the back of the second, early third round. Um, I, I like him, but I think I want to get a positional advantage here and go with a tight end. So Darren Waller and George Kill are both on the board, but I'm going to go with the volume monster and Darren Waller. I think we saw uh, enough from both Brandon Ayuk and uh, well, I guess not much from Debo Samuel last year, but uh, if, if Kyle Shanahan wants to run the ball 25 times a game, that's going to mean less targets for uh, George Kittle. So I'll go with the guy who's been a PPR monster the last couple of years and go with uh, the Walrus. Darren you Waller. do have to consider George Kittle's Injury history. I mean, injuries can happen to anybody, but they just seem to be affecting Kittle a little bit more than, I mean, a little bit more than most tight ends. Now, the back half and early, uh, or back end and early beginning of this round, the second and third round went out perfectly for me. So we had AJ Brown, DeAndre Swift, George Kittle, and JK Dobbins go off the board. That leaves Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who I was considering with my last pick, still there on the board. Um, 
I could potentially try and wait on uh, running back and go wide receiver here because Justin Jefferson's also on the board here. And I, I love Jefferson this year. I haven't taken him in too many drafts. And you know what? I am going to go with Jefferson here as my wide receiver one. Uh, I think he's going to have another special season this year. And uh, right after Justin Jefferson yeah. goes Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So. Yeah, not, not so surprisingly, Clyde. Clyde the Glide goes right after Jefferson there. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that brings me to uh, my third pick at three, 3.5 here. Um, Matt, like the way your team, you've got a little bit of um, variety I've got here. good guys at every position so yeah. far. Kamara, so. Waller, Jefferson. It's yeah. definitely three guys that anyone would love on their team. Um, I've got Chubb and Gibson here. Uh, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at two receivers uh, here, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin. Um, both of them solid options. Uh, McLaurin probably is going to be, he's going to get a lot more volume in that Washington offense than Keenan Allen will be getting in the LA chargers offense uh, there. Uh, I do like the way Mr. Fitzpatrick slings the ball and he loves to target his wide receiver one. He does. So that's uh, for that reason. Uh, I'm going McLaurin with my pick here, but I'm also looking down and seeing, you know, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, uh, Matt knows that I'm pretty high on Montgomery this year. And I've also been adding Damian Williams to the back end of my draft as well, just in case. And, and he actually, his, his stock's been going up too as well. Damian Williams. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm been. grabbing McLaurin here, but also making note of Montgomery and knowing that he's not going to make it to me on the way back, but if he did, it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I also would have considered Allen Robinson at that position if I were you. Uh, and he ended up going actually quite a few picks later. Uh, so it went McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, CeeDee Lamb to finish off the third round. Then to start the fourth, we got Josh Allen, our second quarterback off the board. Robert Woods, Mari Cooper, Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts in the fourth. Yuck. Um, not because Kyle Pitts is a bad talent, just... His ADP is just stupid right now. Yeah, it's Kyle Pitts, the fourth tight end off the board when you still have tight ends by the name of Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, and Dallas Goddard. I mean, I, I can see Pitts finishing around where Goddard and Fant would finish yeah. this year. But Andrews and Hawkinson, gotta, you got to go with them ahead of Pitts. And after Pitts went Miles Sanders and Kyle Murray, and you're back up on the clock, bud. I look, I'm liking Team 7 over there. So Team 7 and Team 11 are interesting. we got Team 7 went with four running backs Jonathan Taylor Najee Harris Chris Carson and Miles Sanders with their with their first four picks and then you got team 11 who went zero who was RB. taking zero RB to the next level going with four receivers <laughs> Tyree killed DeAndre Hopkins Al Robinson Robert Woods I'm interested to see uh with those <laughs> with, with the what running backs team 11 comes up with another yeah. zero RB at team 10 here uh Travis Kelsey Stephon Diggs Mike Evans and Amari Cooper yeah team that's a bold strategy yeah definitely a bold strategy gotten yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Not not my preferred way to go in drafts, but teach their own. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. I agree. I agree. So, uh, it's my pick here at four the four eight position. Uh, Nick Chubb and Tanner Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and then uh, let's see here. Next next in ADP would be uh, Daryl Henderson or Chris Godwin. Daryl Henderson, no, I'm not taking in the fourth. Um, that's that's a hard pass for me, even though he is the really the only guy um and uh with the rams there but that's that's not who i want <laughs> okay. uh, i do like to see chris godwin uh, yeah that, that's a solid touched. 
Matt touched on Chris Godwin earlier, uh, just two years removed from being the wide receiver too um, in, in fantasy. And he, he does, although he does com- have to compete with uh, Mike Evans and Antonio Brown, he's, I, I like him. He's, he's younger. He's faster. He's not bigger, but he's, he's better in my opinion. Okay. Um, I'm seeing, just checking, looking ahead here. My, I'm, I'm not going to worry about anything else, but um, Chris Godwin's the guy. Chris Godwin is the guy, and right after him goes Adam Thielen. And I am glad that Adam Thielen went because I am I, – I, although you don't want to draft Daryl Henderson in the fourth round, I do like Daryl Henderson uh, as a fourth-round value. Uh, I've got him as my running back 15, actually, this year. I think that uh, – well, you saw last year when – Cam Akers wasn't the Cam Akers we saw at the back end of the season. Daryl Henderson was providing great fantasy value and was actually, uh, he actually got more yards than Cam Akers did in the same amount of games. Now, obviously, we saw his workload increase very sharply at the back end of the season and in playoffs. And that playoff performance, I think, is what had Cam Akers as an early second rounder. Uh, earlier in this offseason, but I don't think that Daryl Henderson's value should be uh, that much different, that far different from uh, Cam Akers. Right now he's been drafted at around the RB20 to 24 range, and I, I have him a little bit more ahead of that. Uh, I like the Rams' offense this season. I'm trying to get as many pieces of it as I can, and I'm going to take Daryl Henderson here. And Daryl Henderson back. is the uh, 21st running back off the board in this mock draft here. Yeah, so that that's great value in my mind. Yeah, and I uh, and I was hoping I was hoping to have him come back to me in the middle of the fifth. Um, mm-hmm. Really, that's that's where I feel more comfortable going with the uh, with uh, Henderson. I just feel like there are other options around there, like uh, in a PPR, especially Kareem Hunt. He's there. Etn's there. Mm-hmm. Those are two more that uh, I'm considering at the uh, early four. Or sorry, uh, late four, early five. Yeah, so at the end of the 4-5 turn, we had DJ Moore go right after. He was If Henderson hadn't been there, I probably would have taken Moore. Uh, I still like him. I think he's very talented. I just don't know if uh, he's going to see quite as big of a target volume as he saw, I guess, two seasons ago. He didn't have that big of a target volume last year. Uh, Miles Gaskin, who that's way too early for me. I think that Sleeper hasn't updated their uh, draft rankings yet because I I have Miles Gaskin going in more like the seventh round, uh, not the back to the fourth. Cream Hunt and Travis Etienne. So now it's back to me here. Uh, I'm going to be looking at wide receiver here. I already got my tight end. Uh, We got Cooper Cup on the board, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, and Kenny Galladay. Um, Jamar Chase as well, a little bit further down. T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk. I like a lot of those guys, but for me, I think I'm going to go Tyler Lockett here. I've got a solid wide receiver one in Justin Jefferson, and Tyler Lockett has that game-breaking upside, right? He can win you weeks, uh, week in and week out. Also considered Deontay because he's more of a uh, volume guy uh, and can provide some good uh, PPR value uh, there, but I just like the upside with uh, Lockett a little bit more. So right after Lockett goes Mark Andrews, and now you're up, buddy. Mark Andrews, the fifth tight end off the board. I'm going to continue to wait on tight end anyway. I'm not upset about that. I'm cool with taking taking a tight end later, even like a Tyler Higby, uh, taking someone like him later in the draft. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I, I got Higby ranked, uh, and I think in my top 12 because, again, 
Love that Rams offense this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, uh, earlier I'd mentioned that I was hoping Kareem Hunt would uh, drop to me. I actually thought he would looking at these teams here. Team one now with four running backs, no receivers. Um, team two, again, three running backs taking. Uh, and I, re- I really thought I really thought he'd make it to me and he didn't. So I'm not getting my guy here. But uh, and, and, and Matt talked about him, Deontay Johnson. Um I, th- I think I'm probably going to fill out um, or fill in my first flex position here with, with that Mr. Johnson. Okay. That's a solid pick. I would also consider Lamar Jackson in the middle of the fifth. That's not uh, too bad. You get a nice positional advantage there. And he just went two picks after you. So we had Cooper cup, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Chase Edmonds, Mike Davis, Dak Prescott, TJ Hawkinson, Kenny Galladay, Michael Thomas, Raheem Mostert, Brandon Ayuk. Odell Beckham Jr., Jamar Chase, and Melvin Gordon go after that. Now it's back to you. Yeah, you mentioned Lamar Jackson there. I'm not super, I'm not super high on him. Um, he he's his his receivers are not looking too good. Um, They're I know banged it, up right now. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, uh, and th- that's really the reason I'm, I'd wait a little bit longer on Lamar. Maybe end of the sixth, middle end of the sixth. At the, yeah, middle of the sixth at the earliest for me. At this point, um, first another actually, there's a quarterback on the board here uh, that would, uh, according to ADP, should be going to me is uh, Justin Herbert. Um, I don't if have I, him ranked that high. <laughs> no, I don't either. If I had taken Keenan Allen over Terry McLaurin, I probably would for the stack, yeah. but um, I'm not. I'm not going there. I, I'm liking. Um, I'm liking a running back here by the name of Javante Williams. Uh, <sighs> <coming> to- <laughs> Damn, I was hoping he'd fall to me. <laughs> Oh, two more picks. Sorry, man. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm grabbing my third running back here in Javante Williams with the Broncos. We talked about him earlier, and for all those reasons, he is this is ex- this is I think excellent value for him at the end of the sixth. And he goes right after Melvin Gordon too, which is a little curious. I got Gordon below Williams because I think so do I. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's it's tough to predict this backfield, especially because Melvin Gordon is on the last year of his deal. I think they they could run him into the ground this year and like kind of just get Williams involved slightly. But I I, I much prefer Javante Williams' talent over Melvin Gordon, and I, I think this Denver Broncos team is going to be much better than it has been in previous years, and they're going to want to use Williams more than uh, Gordon this year. Uh, so Juju Smith-Schuster goes right after Williams, and it's back to me. There's a couple of receivers that I'm looking at here. Um, not really anything at running back. I mean, top running back on the boards, James Robinson. Uh, yuck, we got Ronald Jones, Damian Harris, Trace Sermon. Nah, not really interested in those guys. Uh, I'd rather get a solid wide receiver here. And T. Higgins is my top-ranked guy here uh we also have chase claypool Cortland sutton t higgins over Cortland sutton oh yeah absolutely t higgins That's over tight, man oh i definitely go I, pre- I i prefer the uh cincinnati offense than and having joe burrow throw the ball to t higgins than drew Locke or teddy bridgewater throwing to Cortland sutton plus you got jerry judy who's been sneaking up draft boards as well and i i think where they're going, I prefer Judy because he's ranked behind Cortland Sutton here too. Uh, so I'm going to go with T. Higgins. Uh, to follow T. Higgins, we had Justin Herbert, DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, and Chase Claypool, some of the other guys I had just talked about. Um, and now it's back to me. 
uh, I I want to get my third running back, but I look at these guys on the board and I'm just not excited about any of them. So I'm going to take a look, see who we got here at QB and wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers still on the board. He could provide some good value here. Tom Brady as well. Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford. Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the seventh round is a solid spot for him. Yeah, that is right around where I've got him ranked too. Um, ah, It's tough. Tough decisions, tough decisions here. I want to wait on both running back and quarterback. Is that bad? Like, should I just take another receiver? Um, who we well, got it's, here? It, it, it's it's tough, right? Because I mean, having a quick look at your team, uh, you, you, I mean, you could take another receiver because you do have another flex flex spot there. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't actually be bad to take another receiver. Yeah, for, for you, Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Jerry Judy. I, I like Anderson and Judy probably out of those three. A little later on, you got Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Devonta Smith. Ah, uh, man. Tyler Boyd's available if you uh, want another piece of that Cincinnati offense. No, thanks. Not if I've already got uh, T. Higgins. And I, I think that uh, Boyd's probably going to be the odd man out in this offense. I, I don't think Burrow can support fantasy value for all three of these guys. And I think Boyd's going to be the, the odd man out here. Um, uh, I'm just going to go Aaron Rodgers. Let's do it. Uh, James Robinson goes right after him too. And now it's uh, up to you. All right. So I've, uh, so far I've got three running backs, three receivers. Um, I think I would have gone with Aaron Rodgers if he uh, dropped to me here. Um, not upset about it because I know there's, there is a soul, still a whole lot of quarterbacks on the board here. Um, Don Brady, Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Burrow, Lawrence, Hertz. There's they're all there. <laughs> um, so I'm not in a rush. Looking at tight end, Dallas Goddard is there for me. I do like Goddard. Um, but I am a little bit more worried about Goddard with uh, Hertz. Um with Hertz under center. Hertz and Hertz. <laughs> Hertz is still there too. And like I, earlier in the offseason, I had Dallas got ranked as my tight end six, but I've moved him back a little bit because I was expecting uh, Urs to get traded, but hasn't done that yet. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I mean, you've got you got Mister Rojo, Ronald Jones, uh, there. Who who is um, he? He can he can still be uh, one of those guys in that uh, Tampa Bay offense there. Who's going to catch the ball? I mean, some I know they brought in Gio Bernard this year to do that, but. Um, that race is tight right now between Fordette and Jones to be that number one running back. Um, I still, I still think Jones is going to end up being the number one guy, mm-hmm. even though last year Brady had a couple of moments there with Jones where he did not look impressed. <laughs> um, so these are just some of the thoughts that are going through my head as I'm looking to see who's available. Um, I mean, that's probably who I'm going to end up going with here. Uh, looking at what's available so let's yeah let's go with ronald jones yeah got him as your fourth running back too yeah. so if uh javante williams doesn't start the season as denver's lead back you can easily slot in jones i like that pick for you based on uh, the way your team's looking here all right after jones we had dallas goddard and no offense go right after them uh debo samuel robbie anderson devonta smith trey sermon to finish off the seventh round and then start the eighth we had tyler boyd leonard fournette who that's Way too early for me for, for that. Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, also, that is Team 11's 
first uh, running back, Leonard Fournette, his RB1. Oh, okay. He's got six receivers, or six receivers, a quarterback, and and Leonard Fournette Fournette as his RB1. That's one way to do your RB. Uh, After Tom Brady went, David Johnson, Curtis Samuel, Jerry Judy, Zach Moss. Uh, And honestly, I think that's a little bit late for Judy. I would have put him probably the round before like probably middle of the seventh uh, yeah so. I, I would agree with you on that actually good uh good value there for team seven yeah uh look at, let's let's have a look at team 10 he was another one of the uh, zero rb uh teams who went the first four rounds without a running back he did go three straight running backs after that with mike davis raheem Mostert, damian harris that's respectable a solid uh zero rb strategy in my so opinion. that's something if, if you if you did want to go with a zero rb strategy that's something that more realistically you'd be looking at mike davis or Mostert as you're starting he's got three starters there and yep. uh team 11 does not have a yeah. starter necessarily I think team 11 thinks this is a best ball or something i don't know oh my gosh <laughs> uh so you're back on the clock here but yeah back on the clock here i'm looking at quarterbacks i don't really see anyone i'm super high on in the end of the eighth i mean there's still jalen hurts matt stafford Ryan Tannehill. i'm not thinking right now uh, about taking any of them um everyone around me already has a quarterback except for team with the exception of team one um Myself, Team 1, and Team 9 are the only uh, rosters without quarterbacks right now. I'm going to wait another round. Uh, and I'm going to go with a uh, – let's go with another receiver here. Um, solid receivers on the board here. Brandon oh, Cooks, Bill Fuller. Yeah, Jarvis Landry, Janet Waddle, yeah. a couple solid ones here. I mean, Brandon Cooks are now looking like he's going to be the number one in Houston. Someone's got to catch the ball there. Uh, Brandon Cooks is – probably going to be that guy Matt talked about uh waddle and fuller and uh even landry and in, in cleveland might not be a bad I, mm-hmm. I i'm actually gonna go with jarvis landry here oh yeah i i yeah. personally i would have gone with uh cooks or fuller i think that those two have the opportunity to be the wide receiver one in their offenses and uh jarvis landry is going i'm going to for i'm going for someone safe here i've, I've okay. already got mclaurin godwin deontay johnson so yeah. i just want another Low, uh, high high floor. Fair enough. Uh, then Jarvis team Andre. four sniped me. I was really hoping to get Michael Carter with my next pick. Uh, get that rookie who I think is going to break out this year. But instead, uh, team four took him. So I am. I think I could still wait one more round on running back uh, for my third guy. I, I'm going to go with another receiver here and uh, I'm going to take Will Fuller uh, because I had talked about him. I, I think that he provides great upside uh, at the position. Oh man. Then t- team two got me. I was, I was hoping to get James Connor coming back around and then team two took him right. You just got sniped two picks in a row. Oh man. That's brutal. I did not think that James Connor would get, I saw him down there far enough and team two already had three running backs. So I didn't think that he was going to do that, but team two, he little, um so team two did take the jalen waddle right after will fuller then jalen hurts brandon cooks james connor went uh, and that was back to me and this is how some of your drafts go sometimes the guys that you're looking to fault you do not fault you and you have to pivot um i think i am going to go with aj dylan here if if aaron jones goes down for any reason Dylan's going to have an unreal uh, potential running back one 
upside uh, in that Green Bay offense. Uh, so I'll take AJ Dillon here. I've already got my flex positions covered with wide receivers. So uh, I'll take some upside here and uh, go with Dillon. Okay. So I got sniped here. Oh, that was the second quarterback too. So I'm not really sure what's up with uh, sleeper. Um, team four, team, team four, four sniped who both already, us who already has Patrick Mahomes just sniped me and took Matt Stafford in the oh, ninth here. Um, gotta love those bots. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not super thrilled about that. And that actually, that actually really hurts. <laughs> Cause <laughs> it tilt a little bit like I do because he should have fallen to me. Get on the tilt train, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he should have fallen to me. <laughs> you know what? There, oh, there is man. another quarterback on the board though. That uh, I think you're about to take here. Yeah. Talk about him, buddy. All right. He's safe. And uh, with the weapons like Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, um, Ryan Tannehill, he's shown that he's he's got a solid – he's got a solid floor. He's got a high floor. And um, they, they throw the, they like to throw the ball off of the run. They, they've got uh, Derrick Henry, who's that run threat. So when you're loading the box and you're leaving guys like Julio Jones and A.J. Brown out there – there's there's a lot of yards to to be had yeah we didn't mention his name by the way it's ryan Tannehill. uh you just said like the guy from the the, the, the guy from the titans office. yeah the guy from the titans <laughs> there. uh ryan Tannehill. who i i've got Tannehill and stafford pretty well back to back in my rankings i've got Tannehill like a couple spots higher than uh stafford uh because i i like his rushing upside a bit more than stafford even though I think that LA is probably going to be a better offense this year. Uh, after Tannehill, we had Mike Williams, Robert Tunyon, Logan Thomas. We had a bit of a tight end run here. LaVisca Cheneau, who, that, and that's a great value for Team 9, I think. Uh, getting Cheneau in the ninth at the 9-9, nine, nine, that's great. 9-9. Nine, 9-9. Nine. Nine, nine. Uh, <laughs> Mike Gesicki, Devin Singletary, Joe Burrow, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake. So, Team 11 now has Leonard Fournette, Devin Singletary, and Kenyon Drake as his top three running backs. Yuck. Uh, Antonio Brown right after that for Team 10. Trevor Lawrence, Corey Davis, Henry Ruggs, Marquise Brown, and back to you. So I'm I'm still really salty about my last pick because I, I do believe I should have gotten St- Stafford. And if these were all <laughs> human people picking, I would have gotten Stafford because no one would be taking a second quarterback in the ninth. If, when you already have Mahomes, um, so I'm I'm taking Tyler Higby here as my first tight end. I said I said earlier okay. that I was going for him, and I'm almost playing this as if I I have Stafford. <laughs> well, you still got Tannehill, right? So. Exactly. So but that um, would be a nice stack to have yeah. Stafford and Tannehill or Stafford and Higby as a a little mini stack there. Uh, Rob Gronkowski goes right after Tyler Higby. I'm not in on Gronk this year. Uh, no. I think there's way too many uh, offensive yeah. weapons ahead of him for him to provide value at the tight end position week in and week out. Uh, I would have, if I were team four and I was going for my second uh, tight end here, I would have gone Irv Smith personally, but uh, to use their own, I suppose. Not even really sure why he went with another tight end, but yeah. he also did made a questionable move and went with a second this is this is the same team that took Stafford, even though this they is that guy homes. in your this home is... league who never plays, uh, who doesn't follow the offseason, who's got the two quarterback, two tight end strategy, uh, which we don't recommend unless you're 
Like if you're taking a guy like Trey Lance or Justin Fields late, who may not start week one, I'll absolutely take two quarterbacks with my last couple picks. But uh, when you already have Mahomes on your team, don't take a second quarterback, man. Don't take a second tight end. If you already got Marga Andrews, you don't need those guys. Um, so back to me here, uh, got Michael Pittman, Michael Gallup on the board. Oh, I do like Michael Gallup at that ADP. Um, looking down a little bit more, we got Elijah Moore, who's going around this range, Marvin Jones, like those guys as well at receiver. And I, there's not really any exciting uh, running backs on the board. Uh, I, I might try and get Tony Pollard next round. Hopefully uh, teams one and two do not snipe me on that. Uh, also Darnell Mooney on the board here at receiver. So for me, it's between Gallup and Mooney. Uh, I thought Mooney's breakout the last at the end of last season uh, was significant. And if he gets Justin Fields as his quarterback this year uh, for the majority of the season, I think he could really explode. Gallup, uh, I love the Dallas offense this year. We saw them come out to a blazing start to begin last season before Dak Prescott went down. Um, I do, I, I want a piece of that offense, but you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with Gallup. If uh, CD or um, uh, Amari Cooper go down at all this season. Gallup provides wide receiver two uh, floor, in in my opinion. Uh, he's a very talented receiver who can uh, who has that upside. And when I'm filling out my bench spots, I want to go with upside. I, I feel like my starters are good enough to get me through the season. And uh, would you look at that? Tony Pollard also fell to me, so I can get another piece of this Dallas offense. And if if Zeke goes down again, we saw Tony Pollard last year play very a very significant role uh in that offense uh when zeke was banged up and wasn't playing as well uh he, he made the most of his touches uh, yeah so after after mass picks of gallup we also we had michael pittman go and then the first um defense off the board in the washington football tenth, team d tenth round, don't man. don't do that um wait on defense just yeah wait wait for your last maybe three four rounds yeah. four rounds max yeah. Um, then we had Naeem Hines. I actually thought Naeem Hines was going to fall to me at uh, at eleven point five here, but uh, he didn't. Uh, then of course I was hoping for uh, Tony Pollard afterwards, but Matt Matt went for him. Yep. And then uh, it was also Darnell Mooney and Devonte Parker. But uh, there is a receiver on the board that I am liking this year by the name of Mecole Hardman, uh, who I'm I'm am, taking I'm out on Hardman. Really, eh? I no, I don't want I don't want Tyreek Hill. Give me Michael Hardman all day long. Oh no, 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 no. So I'm taking Michael Hardman here at the 11-5 spot. There, there are two guys in the Kansas City Chiefs offense that aren't named Patrick Mahomes that get fantasy points, and those are Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm not concerned that oh Sammy Watkins is off the team. Michael Hardman's finally going to step up in his fourth year. Like no, I, I'm not. I'm not in for that narrative. When Mahomes, is going, take... when Mahomes is going downfield, he's got two speedsters in Hill and Hardman. When Hill's not open, Hardman is yeah, being he... the bigger body too. Yeah, but Hill's going to get open. <laughs> Hill's going to get open way more times than Hardman is. I mean, his his speed but is also, blazing. He's challenging you also... boat to a 40-yard dash recently. And... Yeah, and that's that's dumb. But you also have to see you know, where I got him, right? I got him as my third bench player 
and yeah, I'm okay with that. He's got upside, I guess. I'm just not. I'm not in on. I've I've seen enough of Michael Hardman to, for me to say that he's off my draft boards pretty well. Um, after Hardman went Irv Smith, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, Rams defense, Elijah Moore, Marvin Jones, Jamal Williams, Philip Lindsay. And then to start the 12th round, we had Latavius Murray, Matt Ryan, Nelson Aguilar, Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, Russell Gage, Alexander Madison go. And now it's back to you. Back to me. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm looking around here. I see a Trey Lance, but I'm I'm not going for that. I mean, I still got my Tannehill. It's still early for me to take another second quarterback, I believe. Um, I kind of want to get another uh, another um, uh, running back or receiver here just just to bolster the uh uh bolster my bench a little bit more i mean who's available rashad bateman um uh, i talked about him earlier ty hilton uh, unfortunately he's he has been he has been struggling with uh with these jacob eason there and uh at training camp hasn't they haven't really been on they haven't been on the same page and of course it's jacob eason <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jade me is available. Cole Beasley. Um, but uh, I think there's, there's a, rook, there's a rookie running back here. I'll take a flyer on, um, in, uh, Chuba Hubbard. Ah, he, nice. had a, he had a pretty Let's strong about him next to exactly. He, he had a pretty strong debut seven. Uh, he had seven carries for 80 yards in his, uh, preseason debut. And oh. I'm, I'm liking him there, especially if CMC goes down. And then Team Force sniped me again. I was about to take Rashad Bateman as my next receiver, but he goes to Team Four, so now I gotta find somebody else here to take. And at this point in the draft, I look at the receivers. I, I'm pretty short up at receiver. I got five of them. I'm pretty good at running back, and I, I wouldn't mind taking one or two more running backs just to get some backups here, but. I think I'm going to go with the team defense. Uh, I, I We're in the last four rounds of the draft, so I, I feel okay taking a defense here. And uh, you're going to have to play a defense anyways, so you might as well take uh, one of the top-end ones. Uh, still got Baltimore on the board, Pittsburgh, uh, San Francisco, Denver. I like this year, Cleveland. But I think I would go one of those two if I was a little bit later on. New England and Buffalo are still on the board too, uh, but I am going to go with the San Francisco 49ers defense. I like, I love their defense this year. Uh, obviously, they were very banged up last year, and uh, I think that just like that, that whole defensive line is going to be phenomenal this year. I, I really I, I really thought San Francisco was going to make it back to me. I thought you were going to go with the Ravens. <laughs> I, I do like Baltimore. I, I have uh, the 49ers, I think, one spot ahead of Baltimore in my rankings. Don't get me wrong. Baltimore is a sick defense every year. Go Ravens. Um, but I, I was like, ah, I'll, I'll go with Miles' team here. I, I like their uh, defensive line. And I think that they can score more points because although the Ravens is a good defense, uh, they don't create as many turnovers and i know that that's not a sticky stat by any means uh but i, I think uh, 49ers are going to do do well this year so back to me after uh, the 49ers defense went was adam troutman hunter henry trey lance and johnny smith uh so not any uh receivers or running backs going off the board which i, I like that i like that adam troutman pick 
Yeah, Adam Trout, like team two, actually, I, I am liking team two's uh, team here. That was his uh, first and second tight ends off the board. Uh, and you know what? I have gone with this stack of uh, Troutman and Johnny Smith in some best ball drafts that I've done because I think that they're solid late round values at the tight end position. Uh, obviously, there's not too many uh, people to target left in New Orleans. And uh, Troutman did rank as, I think, top five in PFF's uh, pass blocking last year on tight ends. Um, so I, I think that he'll get a bit more involved going, coming into his second year and with the amount of people that are injured on that team because Tracon Smith's also injured uh, to start the year. So you got Marquez Callaway as your top uh, receiving option right now until uh, Smith and uh, Michael Thomas come back. So... Marcus uh, Callaway might be worth a pick right here for you. He might be. I, I'm I'm thinking about him, uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, Amonra Saint Brown instead. I I I mean he's down the draft board in terms of ADP, but um, I don't know if he'll make it back around to me. And he's my top uh, ranked receiver here. So after uh, Amonra Saint Brown went T Y Hilton. And then you took the Baltimore Ravens defense, just like he had uh, talked about. Uh, we've, and that's followed by the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Justin Tucker, our first kicker off the board. J.D. McKissick, Evan Ingram, Denver Broncos defense. Harrison Butker, Ryan Suckup to finish the 13th round. Then Cole Beasley, Buffalo Bills defense. Deshaun Watson, Youngway Koo, Tyler Bass. Is it Bass or Bass? I think it's Bass, right? I think it's Bass. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins and Rodrigo Blankenship. And then now it's back to you. So quite a few kickers in between uh, our picks here. Only one team actually didn't pick a kicker in those two rounds uh, between your picks. Wow. That's yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. Wild <laughs> so uh, just, I mean, just to give a little bit of a recap here. Uh, well, maybe not recap, but to let you know who is still on the board and why we say wait for quarterbacks i think we did the same thing we said the same thing last year but here we are in the 14th round we've got defenses and kickers coming off the board and who do you have available right now for quarterbacks Tua Tungavoloa, ryan fitzpatrick Derek carr ben roethlisberger sam darnold but they're all still available yeah and this is the 14th round yeah, Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick are like I think that they could end up in the top twelve this year. Um, it depending depends on how the season goes, obviously with injuries and stuff like that. Um, but they they have that upside to me. Um, if you're looking in a super flex league, I'd go with Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, but the, I, I'm not taking them in single quarterback leagues. Um, yeah. So who who are you thinking there's, here? There's still options that you have there. Oh, absolutely. Right? Uh, uh, I'm probably going to grab a, uh, I know I, I talked about him there. I have to actually search his name because he's so far down. Marquez Calloway. I'm going to grab him here just, just because. Fair enough. Uh, Jason Sanders goes off the board right after uh, you take Calloway. And so I've got one pick left here. Uh, I, I'm going to go running back and take a guy who I think, who, who I think can, be something in that office even without injury and that's Rashad Penny uh obviously Penny's been injured his entire career (laughs) basically uh and uh he he, we had such high hopes for him coming out of the NFL draft he was a first round pick uh let's not forget 
back what was that five years ago six years ago now mm-hmm. um and he's just had so many injuries to start off his nfl career has been on and off the injured reserve like season long injured reserve basically every season um so I, i'll take penny here if if curse carson goes down uh, Seattle loves to run the ball yep. and Penny, I think will be the benefactor of that run game. If, if he goes down. Uh, so with my last pick here, just going with the kicker, I'm going to go with Robbie gold. He's Asshole. been a, he's been a <laughs> solid kicker throughout his entire career. And I don't think that's changing anymore. First you take my D and now you take my kicker. <laughs> Get sniped bud. Oh man. I hate this. Uh, well, I guess I have to take a kicker here. Um, that's my last. That's my last pick. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I'll go with uh, t- I'll go with a kicker here on the team that I think is going to score a lot of points, and that's uh, Greg Deleg Zerline yeah. with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, Greg Zerline is uh, on the pup to start the season, uh, but hopefully he's able to get back uh, in in game shape before the season starts because that could be a great kicker pick for you. If, yeah, well, uh, he's he's still he's on track to uh, start week one. Yeah, so we'll give you a quick rundown of our teams. I'll start off with mine. At quarterback, I've got Aaron Rodgers. At running back, I've got Alvin Kamara and Daryl Henderson. Wide receiver, I've got Justin Jefferson and Tyler Lockett. Darren Waller as my tight end. Then with my two flex positions, got T. Higgins and Will Fuller. Robbie Gould as my kicker. And San Francisco 49ers as my defense. Then for my bench for running back, I've got A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard, and Rashad Penny. And then for my receivers, got Michael Gallup and Amon Ra St. Brown. So I really like my team here. I think I've got the best team in this draft. Of course you do. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, what we'll do, we'll, we'll, this will be up on Twitter. Um, it'll be up on Twitter tonight. So what day is it today? Today's Thursday, August 19th, 20th, yes. 19th, 19th, Thursday, August 19th. So this will be up on Twitter. We'll let, um, we'll let you guys uh, decide, you know, uh, on who, who, well, give us your thoughts on the draft, right? Um, so going through my team at quarterback, I've got uh, Ryan Tannehill, my Stu Tarting run- Stu t- <laughs> two, my Stu Tarting running backs. Wow, two starting running backs are uh, Nick Nick Chubb and and Antonio Gibson, followed by uh, Terry McLaurin and Chris Godwin at receiver, Tyler Higby at tight end. My flex positions here are Deontay Johnson and Javante Williams with Greg Zerline and the Baltimore Ravens D on the bench, Ronald Jones, Jarvis Landry, Mecole Hardman, Chuba Hubbard, and Marquez Callaway. So I like that. I think I've got some solid depth as well with, uh, with guys like Ronald Jones and Jarvis Landry um, on the bench. So it's um, that, yeah, I like my team. Yeah. Solid. Uh, yeah. We'll t- toss that up on Twitter later. Uh, and is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, head out here? Uh, I guess there's not a whole much else that uh, we we uh, we talk we'll talk about now. I mean, we're we're pushing two hours with this uh, with this episode here. So as um, a full off season recap, so full off season recap that took a little over an hour exactly. So I mean, again, we apologize for being away. It's good to be back. I'm happy to be back. I know Matt's happy to be back. Um, next week we can talk about some. We'll talk about a little bit more best ball and a uh, little bit of uh, any changes that maybe some division breakdowns or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Talk about who who we see, um, how we see each division going. Uh, we should also probably start up our. I know we won't have a whole lot of like 
like information and like uh, new new our news rather. So we, maybe we can even start up our um our futures betting as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get that going. Uh, Matt got the upper hand on me last year on that one with uh, some of his uh, picks coming through, and yeah, he uh, he won our little contest there, and we didn't end up. Uh, Oh, oh yeah, we didn't make a punishment for you. Yeah, oh, I got to think about that uh, before the next episode then. Yeah, so we'll have to do that. Um, I guess I'll also add that uh, we're going to be on TikTok. Um, yeah. So we've got an account. We haven't, we haven't posted anything yet. I'm uh, not really sure what we're going to be posting. I know I took a couple clips during our uh, during our ep- episode here today, and I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it. Uh, maybe we'll hire some sort of TikTok pro to to help us out in editing videos, but we'll put up some content on there as well. Uh, uh, we're going to become TikTok pros, obviously. Yes, we are. We can't afford to hire anybody. Come on. We don't make any money as it is. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we, I mean, I mean, we make all our money on like um, from our leagues that we're in, right? So uh, the, the Daily Fantasy, I mean, does, does, does both. Uh, fairly well and uh, as well as our uh, betting mm-hmm. so that's um yeah that's that's all i have to say all right well as uh it's it's good to be back and it's good to be talking to you guys again and uh, good to be talking to you as well miles um i i'm looking forward to the season coming up and uh as always stay frosty my friends <laughs> <laughs>